Homies, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Skip Legs. You know me, your favorite girl in the world. Um, (laughs) So, let's talk. It's a new week. We've got a lot going on. Um, And I just want to start off with, I am sitting here and it's 55 degrees out. I'm looking at the ocean. It's so nice and like blue and sparkly because the sun is on the ocean it's honestly perfect there's so many people out here so I really hope no one walks by and stares at me talking in my car to a microphone (laughs) but that's fine because we're living life here and um, they can judge me all they want I'm gonna sit here and stare at the ocean because it's what makes me happy and it's what I need in life right now Um, but yeah my voice is a little raspy because I'm recording this like hours after I taught class and I taught class last night and then this morning. Um, So the voice is like kind of not there right now, but that's okay. Maybe you guys like the little like low raspy voice. (laughs) You're like, damn, she sounds kind of (laughs) hot. Just kidding. Um, Little updates on my life because, you know, I like to start off with a little update. Um, I got some new tattoos. Um, I wasn't going to tell you guys until I told my mom. Um, because I didn't want her to be, I kind of told her before, but I didn't want to like, you know, expose it yet. So I got two new tattoos. They're on my fingers right now. They're scabbing. They didn't hurt getting them. Um, one or like one finger, my middle finger has little stars on it. And then the other finger has a smiley face on it. The stars are for me manifesting to be a star, to be famous. Um, so yes, I'm going to put it on my body because that's manifestation for me. Um, <laughs> and the smiley face is just like, you know, be happy. Like, it'll make me smile seeing it. It's also like a little noob. He's a noob, you know? Um, I got to I gotta have a name for the smiley face. I don't have a name for him yet. But yeah, I got two new little finger tattoos. Honestly, finger tattoos do not hurt while you get them. It kind of just feels like pinching, whatever. But like... I was really sore the day after um, because it started hitting bones and then my fingers were a little bit bruised the day after. But if you're ever thinking about a finger tattoo and you're like, no, that would hurt, um, honestly, just send it. It doesn't really hurt that much. And I'm scared of needles. Like, I, I can't get a flu shot because I'm scared of needles. Like, that hurts more than getting tattoos, to me, at least. <laughs> and honestly, they took 20 minutes, so whatever. But they're scabbing right now, so they're kind of a little kind of hurt a little bit it's also weird to grasp a weight because I can't really close my hands but yeah that's my little update on life I got little tattoos um but if you have seen my Instagram post on don't skip legs you have already read a little bit about what this episode's about to be um also if you freaking look at the title (laughs) the title of the episode and the description you also know what this episode's about to be um but yeah, lately, um, the bipolar has been getting the best of me, um, so I kind of just want to, you know, while I'm down, talk about it more, because it's kind of hard to talk about reality of being bipolar and just mental health issues in general when I'm, like, thriving and happy with life and stuff like that. I think it's easier for me to talk about it when I'm down, because I can share more of the insight of what it's like, um... So let's start off in the beginning. I know I have talked a little bit about this stuff before, but it's going to be more in depth, obviously, and we're going to talk more about of about bipolar specifically. Um, so yeah, let's start. Let's start from the very beginning of what I can remember of my issues. Um, or actually, we could talk about the very beginning of when my older brother used to my whole life tell me that I was bipolar. <laughs> Um, that's a funny one. When I found out I was, when I was like diagnosed bipolar, I like texted him and I go, so I think you manifested this for me. <laughs> um, cause you know, you always got to joke about trauma, but let's actually start from the beginning. Um, I've struggled with mental health issues since like freshman year of high school. I would say like, I don't know, what are you like 15 freshman year of high school, 14, 15, like around that age. Um, I don't really remember much of those times. I just remember like the days I would start my mornings off by laying on the ground and crying and having so much anxiety and shit like that about going to school because I hated going to school and I just like never had the energy for it. And the people around me like weren't like it just I just wasn't in a good atmosphere in my head to make 
a good atmosphere in my life, you know? So it just, I didn't feel good being around those people in high school. Not that anything's wrong with them or anything. Just, I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt like an outsider and I just felt like I had so many issues. I was battling my head that I made high school such like an icky place for me. Um, I just had so much anxiety going there. I just didn't feel right. I was lucky enough that with my school that I could make, I would sit with my guidance counselor and specifically make my schedule. So it was planned out that I could leave every day at like 12 or 1230. And my last two periods would be like lunch and then a study hall. So I could leave and not be in school until the end of the day. So I'd always get out of school at 1230. And those days I would just get out and go home and I remember I'd take a big bowl and always eat Cheerios in bed, take a fat nap, and then, like, go to swim practice where I was, like, happy going to swim practice because that was a good happy place for me to get away from everything mentally um, and just swim. And I had, like, my best friends on the swim team and we would just vibe out and stuff like that. So that made me happy. Um, But, yeah, I just I can't really tell you much of how I really was because it's all kind of a blur. I just remember that I had so much anxiety going to school, just didn't feel right at school. But, um, yeah, I guess when, um, yeah, I guess I'll, you know, be blunt with you. Um, in high school at those times, I, 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 I was so sad that I couldn't see a better day or a better life. Um, and I just felt like way too broken. I just felt like nothing was, nothing was going to happen. And you know, you're like a teenager and everything is against you. The world's against you. You're just going through all that shit. Um, but I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to stay on this earth. I didn't, I didn't want to be here anymore. Cause I just felt like nothing was going to get better. And I just be in these dark times forever. And I just, I just couldn't do it. But my mindset I had to stick with and and just go off of is that I didn't want to hurt anybody else the way that I was hurting. I I didn't want to put that hurt onto my mom, my dad, my brothers. I was like, I can fight this out. I would um, struggle with this myself and make sure no one felt the way that I felt. That's always how I wanted to be. I never wanted to have anybody around me even like struggling with whatever they were struggling with. I just, I just didn't want people around me to feel hurt. I was okay feeling hurt myself because I didn't think it was going to get better and that I could, I could be strong and I could struggle with it, but I didn't want anybody else to feel it. Um, and you know, my family, you know, I had to stay here for them. (laughs) I had to be here for them. I can't, I can't hurt them like that. I couldn't hurt my, my little best friend, Latte, my dog. <laughs> you know, he was a big, we would call him, um, we call him Nurse Latte because whenever I was down and I just couldn't get out of bed, that little man would venture to my room and scratch on my door and I'd let him in and he'd just lay on my bed and lay on top of me. He knew, he knew it was up. He knew he needed to be there. Um, but yeah. Had to be here for my family. I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to my friends. Couldn't do that to anybody. So I pushed it out. I stuck out, and I um, stuck it all out. And I, obvious, obviously, I'm still here. So I didn't. I didn't go through with any of that. Um, but I thought about it. It was heavy on my mind. Um, but here we are. So I just wanted those better days. I would just look at it. I'd always fantasize about going and living in Hawaii, living on an island, living in my bikini, just like living life. Um, that's what got me through a lot of those days is I like, I was like, I can do this. Um, and that's, I think another big reason I went into fitness because I told you guys before my fitness journey, I always wanted to help people mentally and physically. Um, so again, it was a whole mental aspect. I always wanted to make sure everyone felt okay, that no one would have felt like how I felt, because I knew what it felt to be like that, um, and so, yeah, (laughs) I didn't want to go to college, I was persuaded by my mom to go to college, because she was like, dude, like, it gets better, you don't have to be here, um, I promise you, college will be a whole different experience, and, like, I know you hate school, but it's not just school, it's, it's life, it's, you know, making friends, making experiences, finding out who you are. Um, 
So she found me my little school in Rhode Island, and I met the coach for swimming, and it was just a vibe. It was such a vibe. So I was like, okay, this is where I'm meant to go. So, you know, I felt better going, graduating and going to a new place, new state. I was um, five and a half, six hours from home. That's like kind of where I'm at. Um, So I knew I was going into seeing nobody I knew can create a whole new life for myself and just like leave all of that hurt behind. Um, I just like put a bad rep on Pennsylvania. I was like, fuck Pennsylvania. Let's get out of here. Um, definitely felt sad being away from my family, but I knew this is what I needed. I really liked being in college. It was a new place with new friends. I made, I had a whole new team. It was just great. It was just new memories, new surroundings. I just felt good. Honestly, I don't really remember if I struggled much in freshman year other than like, you know, the going away from home and stuff like that. Uh, definitely got a little homesick in the beginning, but that's normal. I don't know if I really struggled with anxiety or depression. I do remember having some sad days, but obviously that was just with learning to be in a new atmosphere, being around new people and stuff like that. You just, you know, you're, it's once you like kind of have depression and stuff like that, it just, it, it doesn't really go away. Um, it'll just creep up on sometimes, but yeah. Um, let's, I'm just kind of going to go through like the kind of the years of college, I guess. Um, I don't really much know much about sophomore year struggles other than when I started dating my ex-boyfriend. Um, it started the whole journey of being more up and down. Um, low key, I swear my bot, my mind and my body was telling me not to be in this relationship for, for years before it actually ended. Um, he was, is also bipolar, um, and never was medicated for it. And clearly I was undiagnosed bipolar. And so our emotions didn't really mix well with each other. I was very up and down, either crazy lady or super down. And I'd cry and I just like would go silent for days. Um, and I know a lot of looking back out of it, a lot of us, like him and I being toxic, was just him and I fighting against our emotions and shit like that and shit that we were dealing with mentally that we couldn't express. Um, it kind of continued on and off as we dated. And that's also just me living life too. I remember junior year, I developed a lot of social anxiety because I, I, I don't know why, but I felt like an outcast and it maybe because I had this now boyfriend who he graduated so we were long distance and shit like that and I'd want to be with him on the weekends and not spending time with my friends as much as I wanted to and I put myself in those situations and I would just I was like losing some of my friends and not like losing them because I still had them we're all in the swim team together but they were just developing more friends and doing more stuff without me and I just felt out of it so I was developing a lot of social anxiety and didn't want to be around people and my best friend was my roommate, me and, um, my, he's my boy, my boy best friend. Um, and we have, we actually have one tattoo together. We're twin flames. Um, I know like him and I, we drifted apart because he started getting into a new friend group and I just felt, I just felt so out of it because he'd go and do like these hangouts with people that we know, people on the swim team and I wouldn't be invited. And I, it was a big thing that I would, that we just like wouldn't talk to each other because I felt like this outcast and shit like that. Um, and this is also me putting myself in these positions and I know it's a lot of my mind making me feel these way, this way and shit like that. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with it. So again, my moods would switch crazy because I was just, I, I, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to feel me and I didn't know what was going on. So that, was kind of like a junior year vibe in that sense. I don't really... Senior year was like COVID. Obviously, everyone was kind of out of it in life. Um, So I graduated college and I was so excited. I was going to go on to a whole different life and stuff like that. I was still living in Rhode Island. I moved um, 30 minutes away from my college. Still had a lot of college friends around, so I knew I was still surrounded by my friends. But I was going into full-time fitness um, and moving into an apartment by myself, so I was becoming a big girl, and shit like that, and I'm so excited for this new life, um, 
it turned out to be the most toxic six months of my life. Toxic and just draining and just worst six months of my life. Um, yeah, which is crazy because you get so excited to move on to a new life, to go on to a new chapter, and it turns out to not be everything that you want it to be in life. Um, and that's that's okay, that's normal, and shit happens, and we just live and we learn from it. But I moved into this apartment by myself. I, The fitness instructor job that I was in became super toxic within the first couple of weeks of me being full-time fitness. I wasn't being paid money. I was, it was just a toxic atmosphere. I've talked about that a lot and don't feel like talking about that one anymore right now. Um, but my, I think because I was in toxic environment, living in an apartment alone, um, and I was in my over-exercising phase because I didn't feel good enough and I was binge eating and restricting and stuff like that. It just created to my mental state being way worse and the mood switches were freaking crazy um I could remember sitting on the couch chilling and watching tv and then within like minutes getting up and being pissed off and hyper fixating on stuff or like cook like start cleaning and like literally like scrubbing like countertops and stuff like that and just being mad and then just crying and shit like that it just it it would happen multiple times a day where I'd be chilling and then not and I remember my boyfriend was just, just wouldn't know what to do with me and shit like that. And I just felt even worse because then I would yell and just be annoyed and stuff would be, I would hyper fixate on the food because I was going through food issues or I needed to go for a walk because I was over exercising. It was just so much was going on in my head and I just wasn't, I just wasn't Allegra. Um, and that sucked because I was so ready to start adult life and just, had a apartment, had a job. I felt I felt on top of the world because I was leaving college with a job and I was so excited. I was gonna live at the beach. My apartment was literally like a five minute or less drive to the beach so I could be on the beach all the time and shit like that. And it just, it just wasn't it. Um, and I just, I would just hide in my room, hide in my living room. I would shut the curtains. I would just sit in the dark. And I would just sleep, I would just eat, and I just, like, wouldn't, I wouldn't be a functioning human. I'd try to go to the grocery store, I'd come home, i need to take a nap, because I was so tired from going to the grocery store, which was, again, five minutes away, five-minute drive away, walk around the grocery store, get food, and then come home and just eat that food and then be sad and need a nap. Like, it was just, I wasn't living a healthy, normal life, and it was just because my brain was not functioning I wasn't a human I just I literally was a walking like zombie I swear to you um I developed again those thoughts of just not being here that it would just be better if I wasn't here if I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel shit just I don't know just just life wasn't it um but again I had to keep that mindset I'd still always think like all right, but I can't put this hurt on to other people. I can't make other people feel the way that I feel. So I have to stay. I have to stay and I have to fix this for myself. And whenever I was ready to fix it, I'd fix it. But I, I had to stay. If I kept feeling like this for a couple more months, which I was, I just, it was okay because no one else was feeling my hurt. I'd figure it out. I, I, I'm a person that likes to figure things out on my own, um, that likes to do things on my own, that likes to learn things on my own. Um, so I, I, I felt like I could figure this shit out for myself. Um, and also with my biggest fear of being alone and not, and, you know, wanting to, you know, not be here is that if, if I went through with whatever plan I wanted to go through and I, let's just say it off to myself, I had the fear of, because I was alone, no one would find me for days. And that was sad. Obviously, that's like the, the like worst way to like kind of go out is you, you know, like no one, like no one cared or found me for days, you know, because um, I was, I was living alone. But uh, during that time, I would kind of hide all these emotions from everyone around me. The only person that really knew what was going on was my ex-boyfriend at the time because he 
or my boyfriend at the time, whatever, ex-boyfriend now, he would see me the most. Um, I, I'm very good at hiding it in public. I'm very good at putting on a good, happy face because that's what I've done for many, many years. Um, so I would hide it from a lot of people. No one would know what I go through. And then when I tell people these stories now, they're like, why didn't you tell me? Like, how? how why didn't I know? Like, how did I not realize? And I'm like, because I, I know how to hide it. Um, but yeah, so I'd even hide it from my parents. I would tend to travel the six hours home whenever I had the chance because I just needed to be taken care of. I needed to go home, like sleep and have my mom bring me food, you know, (laughs) it just, it just helps. Um, so I would literally travel home all the time and I would like leave work and just go home, even though that was so far away. I don't care if I was going home for fucking 48 hours I was traveling because I didn't want to be here but I still hid that from my family and shit like that that I was this down and about life um but I would say it's about November I finally cracked in 2021 November um and I just I was just done with life um I I couldn't hide it from people anymore it was I was done hiding it like I was literally hiding everything from May to November and I was just done. Um, so I decided to talk to my parents about it and I left my life in Rhode Island and I went back to Pennsylvania and I just lived with them. Um, it also didn't help that (laughs) that boyfriend that I've been talking about did ghost me at that time because he couldn't deal with anything anymore with me and shit like that. Um, And, yeah, so it didn't help that he ghosted me. So, obviously, it made me feel even more shitty. I was like, really? You gotta knock me when I'm down? We couldn't just have a fucking conversation about it? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, So, moved home to Pennsylvania, and I'm very lucky that I had that option to have my parents help me out and kind of get me away from this situation. Um, Because I got to leave everything behind, and I got to... I can't go on a new journey, and this one was going to be a healing journey. Um, so I struggled with more of my issues at home, but still was, you know, starting to feel better. I was out of the toxic atmosphere of the fitness studio, of binge eating because I, like, my mom was making me full, whole, rounded meals and stuff like that and I stopped over exercising that's when I joined a commercial gym and started weightlifting so I wasn't wasn't going too hard on myself anymore um I honestly for the first month or two I think the first yeah uh, month and a half I'd say um I honestly didn't I didn't pick up a job yet I just kind of wanted to focus on me um my parents were okay with that I got a little puppy that's Truffle now. That's the dog I have now. I got a puppy, so I was kind of full-time dog sitter and trainer and shit like that. So I needed to focus on myself and be me um, and trained a little puppy, <laughs> which was a fucking menace. He is crazy, you know, and and three-month-old puppies are crazy. And I he definitely did make me insane, um, <laughs> but in a different way. Love that man's, though. So it was about around February where I was, or end of January, February, I was like, okay, so this shit, I'm still dealing with it. I know it's a little bit less, it's a little more more calmed down, but I just, I just, I just need to know what's actually really going on with me. Like what's wrong with me? What's, what's happening in my head? Um, so I went to a psychiatrist and I was in fact diagnosed with bipolar two, which is depression and mania. Um, so you'd have depression episodes and manic episodes, um, I was first described Lamictal, which was a mood stabilizer. Um, so I literally, right after meeting with her, was went to CVS, grabbed my meds, and the next morning I started taking them. I've never been a big medication girl. I didn't really grow up in a household where it was medication. It was more supplements and stuff like that, whatever we could do we would take supplements for and shit like that, like ride out of fever and stuff. Uh, obviously Advil is a, is a, stays in the family, you know, that, that was one that stays in the cabinet, but, um, but 
yeah, so we weren't really a medication family, but I knew that it was just like, you know what, whatever I can get, I'm gonna start taking it. It's been like what, nine, ten years of this shit. Um, I'm 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 gonna start taking medication. So I'd see my psychiatrist and I started taking Lamictal. A little bit after taking Lamictal, I did start, um, honestly, like, I would say days after, and I know it takes a little bit to process through your body, but I don't know if it was a placebo effect, whatever, but days after, I I felt like I was a normal fucking human. I felt like I could do everything. I didn't need to go to the grocery store and take a nap after. I wanted, or I was doing jobs then, and I was excited to go to work, and I could stay awake for work all day, and I would even come home from work and not need a nap, would go on walks and stuff like that. Like, I just, like, felt like I could do life. I never understood why, how people could work nine to fives, how people could be awake all day, how people didn't need naps and stuff like that. I mean, like, everyone needs naps, but I, like, couldn't function unless I had a nap or unless I had multiple naps a day. Like, I felt like I was normal. Like, I could stay awake for the 12 hours of a day or whatever, how many hours in a day that I'm staying awake for. But, like, obviously more than 12 hours. Yeah, more than 12 hours. But you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it just, it's just, I finally felt some relief. Um, but I, I also a little, like I would say a month or so after taking Jessla Mictal, I did at the end of the day realize I was st- struggling with a little bit of like anger issues. I get very angry at the end of the day. Um, so I talked to my psychiatrist about that and we decided on taking Seroquel at night, which is an antipsychotic. Um, so I take one of those at night and then Lamictal in the morning. Um, Seroquel is basically like a sleeping med too, which was nice because being bipolar, um, you need more sleep than the average person. Um, because the more sleep that you get, it lessens those mood switches. Um, Honestly, I would never be able to sleep past 7 a.m. And once I started taking Seroquel, if I don't have an alarm set, I could sleep till 11 a.m., which is fucking crazy because I lived a life where I couldn't sleep past 7 a.m., like my whole entire life. And taking this medication, I could sleep till 11 a.m., like easily. Um, And yeah, it was just, it just sleep makes me feel better. And that, so that was a good addition on to everything and I was feeling on top of the world I was feeling my best after having both of those meds obviously everything takes with time dosages would have to go up and stuff like that I started at 25 milligrams for Lamictal I'm at 150 now um Seroquel um Seroquel I know that I'm at 100 milligrams I forget what I started at I feel like again it was 25 milligrams the thing with the medication and stuff like that if you miss a day or two you'd have to go back to that 25 milligram start because you can't shock your body with the higher dosage a lot of these medications again like any other come with a lot of side effects but I was like you know what like I'm fucking taking this shit like I I need to just start getting better and stuff like that of medication and talking it through. It helps and like, let's go for it. Um, I know there is side effects of weight gain in Seroquel, which really freaked me out because I was like, I, 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 I feel like if like, I, I just, I just don't want to alter the, my appearance. Um, but I knew that if it altered my appearance for me to be mentally better than that's what it has to be. You know, as a fitness freak, you are always going to freak out if you're seeing weight gain as a side effect because your head is fucking programmed. And you know, I was going through binge and restricting issues and stuff like that. So the thought of like weight gain fucking scared me, but I'm at this point in my life where it's like, you know, if, if I feel better, I feel better. Um, I really didn't get much side effects off those meds. Honestly, I, um, I I would, I've gotten the question, if you would suggest taking medications, I say, I suggest it if it works out for you. And again, you'd have to also talk things through with the psychiatrist, with the therapist on what's best for you and stuff like that. Um, but it did really work for me. And yeah, um, you know, after you know, being on these meds and living my life and being on this healing journey and being in Pennsylvania, having a couple of random jobs just to make money and save up. Um, and then I wanted to go try again in life. So I spent six months in Pennsylvania and then moved back to Rhode Island to try again here. And I was lucky enough that my friend, 
asked me to move into her apartment with her and we had this whole plan and shit like that and I got to stay with her for a couple months so I got to gradually move back into the state where I could be with somebody around me if I knew I was getting down or something like that I knew someone would be around me and I would I wasn't just going right back into living alone and being alone um in this state because that's obviously what traumatized me before um so moved in with her fun times it was obviously summer so well not obviously I moved in June so yes it was summer um so I got to spend a lot of days on the beach and healing myself mentally and working out in a whole new life and shit like that I did still struggle like obviously healing journeys are not linear it's very up and down um and so I did still struggle with some stuff, but it, it, it was a lot less than what I struggled with before, like how I was switching so much before. Um, I got to create a new image on Newport on Rhode Island. Um, I got to take that bad taste out of my mouth about what it was, about how sick it made me. Um, and I wanted to heal and where I got hurt because I wanted to find that happiness here I want I knew my friends were here I wanted to find that happiness I loved it before so let's let's find that love again um and that's like a scary situation to go into but I did it and we're still here now and we're still gonna be here for another year um so yeah uh but then in October I um start I moved into my apartment alone and again that did freak me out because I was gonna go move into apartment alone again but I got to go grab my little doggo from Pennsylvania and move him here. He is my certified emotional support animal. Um, technically, my apartment does not take dogs. But I was like, yo, I am crazy. I need my dog with me if I'm living alone. Um, so I have my little buddy. He definitely makes my life a little crazy because obviously I have to be on a puppy schedule. And also... Like, I have to, I have to always, obviously, I have to spend my time with him. I can't just ditch my dog. Um, and, yeah, I also have to make sure that he's a happy boy and happy camper and shit like that. So I also have the responsibility of keeping him happy while I'm keeping myself happy. So it is a good amount of work, um, but I do enjoy him being around. And sometimes it does scare me that if, if he's not around, if I'm there for a month without him, um, I am a little... I'm a little nervous because that's supposed to happen this next week as I'm supposed to drop him off in Pennsylvania because I have to move in a month. Um, so it's just we're going to like not have him here while I'm in the moving process. So it does scare me a little bit to not have him here, but I know that I'm a big girl and that I I should be able to live alone and do my own shit alone. Um, I'm lucky enough or not. Uh, we I'm I'm. My next apartment I am moving into, I will have a roommate, so that's going to be a whole different little um, little environment change and everything, um, so I'm interested to see how that goes, because I'm used to living alone just with the dog, but, you know, I will have a roommate, which I haven't had a roommate in a second, other than me living in the summer with my friend, uh, but yeah, that's going to be a fun little time. I have a bedroom, I have my own like little office space. I'm going to make a podcast studio. So I'll have my own space to chill and get away when I need to get away. When my, when my moods are being my moods, I will have spaces I can go and still be alone. Um, cause usually I like to be alone and I like to hide out. Um, and yeah, so I'll have that area. And then I also have a huge deck so I can literally sit outside whenever I want to and just breathe some fresh air. That is a really good thing with being bipolar. I said you need a lot of sleep, you need a lot of fresh air, you need a lot of, um, not a lot, but you need fresh air, you need to make sure you're moving your body and you're getting the exercise, um, you also need to be making sure you're eating whole foods because, um, junk foods and stuff can trigger shit, if you're not eating properly, it can trigger mood switches and stuff like that, this is all stuff I've learned about, um, so, currently right now with my situation of how I'm down at the moment I think I've just been kind of running myself into the ground working a lot not really sleeping enough and I feel like I'm just running around doing a lot of things you know just stretching myself a little bit too thin I love doing everything I love working I love being busy I love being around people and stuff like that but sometimes I also need to remember I need to put boundaries on things that 
because when I stretch myself too thin, it does lead to times like this. And when it leads to times like this, I have to shut down. And not that I have to shut down, but I, I end up shutting down. Um, and I'd rather not get to the point where I start shutting down because I just want to keep living my life, you know? Um, it's just being bipolar is weird. You, I just, I just feel like I can't be totally normal because I'd love to be totally normal. Um, but I always just have those reservations and things that set me off and I just don't want to be set off. And the other day I finally cracked and I think it was just because again, I was was like spreading myself too thin. Um, I kind of had a whole like little mental breakdown on Sunday. Um, I was just kind of after work. I, I, I don't, I think the first thing that triggered it was I was in the shower and I got out of the shower and my dog ripped apart the plant in my room. So now there's like freaking everything, plant shit on my floor. And I was like, fuck this. And then, and it was like after coming home from work and I was like, fuck this. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I just wanted to go to the beach that day on Sunday. I just wanted to go to the beach. I wanted to take my dog to the beach. I just wanted to it was nice out. The sun was out and stuff like that. And I, I just couldn't, I just needed to lay on the couch. And I was like, I was very sad that I couldn't go to the beach. And that sounds so dumb, but that's like something I wanted to do. And I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't find the energy to drive to the beach and sit on the beach with my dog. And I felt bad. I couldn't even like make my dog happy because I couldn't be happy. Um, and then I ended up just laying on the floor because I ended up just sitting or laying on the floor like that's just like how that's just like a comfort spot and I think that's a comfort spot for me because it's something that's stable it's something that's not gonna move um it's something that I can just grasp onto and feel okay so I was on the floor for like an hour or so just like crying and shit like that um trying to find any energy to take another shower to to take my sheets out of the dryer and put my sheets on my bed so I could go to bed like I could have been in bed so much earlier than I was but I just couldn't get off the floor to get into bed it's just, again, like healing is not linear. Like it's all ups and downs. Like even though I'm medicated, even though I'm on this journey and shit like that, and I know how to help myself, I still get into these tough positions and stuff like that. And I've just been kind of crying for days and that's okay. And I'm still trying to hide it in public though, which sucks because I'm just, I'm just conditioned to do that. Um, yeah, but I, I, it just sucks that some things can just trigger it and then there I am I'm down um and I'm feeling like I was in a bad spot um but it's okay it's okay to feel these feelings um it's okay to go through this it's just you you get to the point where you know what's going on and you know how to help yourself and fix it and get out of here if I'm or get out of it if I'm being super real with you guys um right now I was supposed to be at work today and I I just like had to switch shifts I had to get out of work today because I I just knew that if I was at work today it just it just wouldn't be okay for my mental state and sometimes you just you just have to let go of some things and I'm lucky enough that it's that I can take that shift off today that I had somebody that was available to take it and that I I was that I'm able to take it off you know I'm lucky for that and that I can sit here and heal myself and talk this out with you guys and be here and shit like that and sit at the beach and look at this ocean because if I was at work today I wouldn't be looking at the ocean um (laughs) and this is what I need right now I needed I needed to I needed I just needed to not be inside and being at work today um I am still teaching and stuff like that that's just my coffee job um that I just couldn't be at today um and 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 I feel like that's okay. That's if that's something that I need mentally, then that's okay. I need to put myself first before anything. And, um, yeah, I am also going home soon for Easter this weekend. Um, so I know I'll get a nice little rest too by going home and, you know, eating some good food, having my parents around me, having my brother around me and stuff like that. So it'll be a good time. Um, yeah, just, life is life and some things set me off and it's okay I just have to take a step back and realize what's happening and heal myself and and just be a little mentally aware of what's going on and you know not not destroy myself and not destroy others and shit like that and just you know be me um so yeah I want to talk a little bit about questions I was asked um I'm gonna go on my phone right now so that's what I'm pulling up pulling do you guys know that I say the words, that I that I say words weird? I say pooling, 
like it's pulling, but I say pooling. I can't say my ULLs. So I say, or just like use, I don't really know. I, I say during instead of during. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of weird, but that was just something <laughs> I needed you guys to know in the moment. Um, a lot of these questions I did, um, answer within obviously my little, my little talk. Um, there was one, um, yeah, honestly, a lot of these I've answered. Um, I guess I'll, I'm going to feed off of living alone and not having a roommate to motivate you to get up when you're down. Um, I understand that. And I'm also very much a person that likes to be alone when I'm down. So it kind of helps. And I'd be annoyed if there was a roommate there when I'm down. But yes, that motivation is of somebody around you does help because again, when I first started living alone and was super down, I, I didn't have anybody to motivate me to get up. Um, honestly, I think it's just, you need to find something that you get excited to go do and go do it when you're down. Like again, like I'm sitting here at the ocean. I know not everybody has the ocean around them, but if you like going to the freaking grocery store, if you like going to sit at a local park or something like that, just like be like, just breathe for a second and take the time you need to, to lay down, to, to chill out and stuff like that, to breathe and then be like, okay, let's get in the car and let's just go somewhere and just go somewhere and maybe go get your favorite snack. Maybe go get your favorite coffee and shit like that. Go do something that'll make you happy. And then you'll start to feel a little bit better. And then you're like, okay, if I can, if I need to go chill out for a little bit, go chill out a little bit more and then go make that next, next like task or something like that you want to do and just go do it. It's kind of just something like that. You have to set your mind up to set things up that you're like, all right, I'm excited to go do this. So go do it. Go, go be a little bit excited. Um, I love, thank you guys so much for like the support in these, like just telling me to just breathe and just everything's okay. I know everything's okay. Thank you so much for all of that. Um, I do like the words of encouragement. It does help. I do. It does make me like tear up a little bit, you know, because I'm like, okay, like people do care. Um, which is the thing when you're like super down and stuff like that, you're like, no one gives a shit. No one cares what I'm going through. I need to stay alone and deal with this alone. Um, do you feel like people treat you differently once they know you're bipolar? Um, I was kind of scared to tell my friends that I was bipolar. Um, I remember taking a trip back here to Rhode Island to go watch swim championships where my friends were all in them, um, that were younger than me, you know, they were still in school and it was, I would, I, I ended up telling a lot of my friends that weekend separately and I was scared. Um, I just felt like people were going to think differently of me and they didn't. Um, I know I remember like my, that I said, my best friend, my guy roommate that I had in college, he literally was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like, but that's cool. Like, you know, like he was fine with it. You know, he was like, yeah, I mean, I lived with you for two years. Like this isn't, this makes sense. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but no, I was scared to tell people. I always thought people would think differently of me. And right now I'm, I just want to be super open with it because I want people to know that they're, they're not alone. Like this, it's a reality. I want to make this shit a reality. Like mental health issues are a reality. Bipolar is a reality. Like people are like this, people are struggling and that's okay. We're still amongst you guys, you know? Um, we're, we're still normal. Sometimes we got some switches and that's fine, but like we're learning and we're dealing it with our, on ourselves. Um, and yeah, um, it's life. Uh, here's another question I didn't answer is how is dating with bipolar for you? If I'm going to be completely honest, um, I have not been in a relationship since being diagnosed with bipolar. I, uh, I don't know, you know, Snapchatted some boys, <laughs> texted some boys, um, I had like a little like summer fling situationship that I don't know, it was kind of toxic. Um, but I think it was also toxic because of me. Um, and it's a fear that I have is with me being bipolar, I have a trait of being super obsessive. Um, and that's something I'm really trying to work on to not be obsessive. So like when someone doesn't, when I'm talking to a boy or something like that and they ignore me 
or they start detaching and stuff like that, I'll start becoming super obsessive over that. And I'll start being like, well, why the fuck aren't they talking to me? Or like, that was really aggressive. I'm sorry. Like, why aren't they talking to me? Like, like what they live freaking 10 minutes down the road. Like, why can't we just see each other? Like, why is this happening? What's wrong? Like what's happening? Like, I just get super obsessive over my thoughts and everything. Um, and I'm like, all right, like let's delete Snapchat because I'm not in the mood to see that they're ignoring me. Like I just go through those like weird phases. So I'm kind of scared to fully date and get myself into a relationship knowing the way that I am, knowing that my last relationship, I was so mood switchy and toxic and shit like that. Um, and I know that was pre-medicated, pre-diagnosed bipolar Allegra. Um, but it still does scare me. Um, I also am super closed off to relationships at the moment. And I think that could also be because I have such a fear of how I'm going to be. And I don't want to hurt anybody else in the time being of me being freaking obsessive and being annoying. Um, I always say that the way that I want a relationship is to be super low key and just hang out when we want to hang out and not have this pressure and stuff like that. But I still find myself being a little psycho and I don't like that. So I'm trying to work through all that stuff. And whenever I feel like dating is the right time or I find the right person that understands what I'm going through and we can work together and communicate on shit like that'll work out. Um, but right now I don't know if that's my journey. Um, so honestly, I don't really have any advice on that (laughs) because I don't know, (laughs) but that's my, that's my, I am scared. I am scared to be bipolar in a relationship. Um, I'm also scared to be freaking later in life. Have it. Oh my God. The most fluffy white dog is running around on the beach and he's so happy. This is so cute. Um, this is why I needed to be outside today. This is why I need to be outdoors. Look at these cute. I wish I could show you guys these cute dogs running around on the beach and the ocean still glistening. Um, yeah, I'm realizing that this is a super long episode that we're at like 47 minutes right now. I honestly thought this episode was going to be like 20 minutes long and I couldn't make it through, but here we are. I definitely have a lot more stories and a lot more ways of the reality of bipolar and shit like that. Um, but like, this is what I can get out in my mind at the moment. Um, I'm clearly not fully there. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, life is life. (laughs) Laugh at the drama. Um, you know, we're all just chilling. We're all just trying to figure it out. Mental health issues or not, we're all still just trying to figure out life. You know, we all have good days. We all have bad days. Um, we're all just surviving. Sometimes we may not be thriving, but we are surviving. And if you're ever dealing with issues of not wanting to be here, just stay. It's okay. You'll figure it out. Life will get better. There will be better days. There will be fun days. There'll be days that you'll laugh. There'll be days where you're sad, but that's okay. There'll be days where you don't want to miss out on shit. That you'll be so grateful that you're here. That you'll look back and you're like, wow, I didn't even know these people a year ago. And they're in my life now. And it's they're making such an impact on my life. Um, new friends, new experiences, new places to visit, new everything, new food to try. Just stay. It's okay. Life is Life will get better. Life just keeps you'll just keep going. You'll just keep fighting and you're super strong and I love you guys. And I'm so proud of you guys. Um, and you know, I'm always here and yeah, we're just, we're just thriving. We are going to thrive. We're going to thrive and survive. (laughs) Um, and just take those breaks when you need to, it's okay to step back and take a break. It's okay to step back and take a six month break. It's okay to step back and move back home. I never wanted to move back home. I felt, I felt like a loser if I was giving up on a life here and moving back home, but this life here was not for me at that moment, so I, it, it was okay, it was okay to move home, and that's, that's what has to happen sometimes, maybe you just need your parents there to take care of you, that's fine, it's okay, life is all okay, no one else, no one's fucking judging you, let's be real, no one, no one, if they're judging you, they're a fucking hater, they're a hater, and they're, they have their own issues in life they need to work on, no one's judging you, just, do what's best for you. Do what you have to do for you to be the best version of yourself. Just, just do what you have to do. That means getting up and going on vacation for three days to 
somewhere super nice and warm because that's what you need in your life, then go. If you're spending all that money to go be happy on a beach for a couple of days, fuck it. That money comes back. Just go. Just go feel better. Just just go be you, you know? Don't let everybody, don't let anybody take away your healing journey. Don't let anybody tell you that you need to stay where you are. Don't let a job make you stay where you are. Just be happy. And that sounds so dumb, but just you just got to be happy. So go find what makes you happy. And you're just going to keep finding things that make you happier and happier. And that if just, yeah, you know, that's my speech. I think this is the longest episode we've ever had here. And if you are still here, that means we are in this shit together. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Swag. YOLO. <laughs> Like, why? Like, you're like, why did you just say that? Um, I think that I'm gonna go stand outside for a second and I'm gonna go wipe the little tears that I had off my face and go breathe the salty air. I really would maybe, yo, do we think that I should take my socks off and go step in the ocean? Because I think yes. Do I care if my jeans get wet? Mm, no. I should go feel the salt water. Water. Oh my god. There's a little child standing on the beach. Yeah, I need to go. I need to go stand. I need to go put my feet in the ocean. It might be cold. It's probably cold. Like, it's 52 out. I'm acting like it's, like, 90 degrees out. Um, yeah, I'm going to go put my feet in the ocean. Uh, I've decided. Thank you guys for helping me make that decision. I feel like sometimes it's, like... like <laughs> this sounds so weird. I feel like... And I think it's only because I saw a TikTok of freaking Dora recently. But, like, I feel like I'm we're on, we're on Dora. This is a Dora the Explorer episode where I'm like, guys, where is this? And then I make you guys answer and you're like, Allegra, I can't talk to you. <laughs> guys, how are you feeling? Allegra, I can't respond. <laughs> guys, should I go jump in the ocean right now? You're going to do what you want anyway. I can't. I can't tell you because this episode airs after you talk about it. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's. Let's hop off. <laughs> I think this is the time that we stop um, and we talk next week. Um, but yeah, guys, you know I'm here. You know I love you. If you have any more questions, let me know. I'll try to answer them. Um, I'll try to go through my DMs. But yes, let's all just breathe. Let's go take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale, and thrive in life, you know? Uh, all right. I'm going to say peace out.